Welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. That's WrestlingTWT. And check out the YouTube page as well, YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell someone that Jonathan Hood is talking wrestling twice a week, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesdays, wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks so much for being part of our broadcast. Right off the top, I've got breaking news for you. Are you ready for this? Breaking news. Just got it confirmed that on December the 6th, Friday, December the 6th, for the first time ever, first time ever, I will be teamed with Dave LaGreca from SiriusXM's Fight Nation. I will be co-hosting Busted Open Radio with Dave LaGreca. 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central is the original airing on SiriusXM Fight Nation, or you can catch the show on demand on the SiriusXM app. So I'll be filling in for Mark Henry or Bully Ray or Tommy Dreamer. I guess those guys are not available on Friday, but I am. Friday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central, look for me with Dave LaGreca on Busted Open. And we're going to do a hell of a show because Dave is one of my best friends when it comes to professional wrestling. And I'm looking forward to working with Dave. It's going to be a lot of fun. Busted open. You can find me 8 to 11 this upcoming Friday. We'll put it on social media for you to remember uh, at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and also Instagram. But I'm looking forward to it. Being back on Busted Open. First time I was with Mark Henry a few weeks ago as I sat in for Ryan McKinnell on the Saturday edition of Busted Open and could be with Dave, the anchor of that show for a long, long time. Uh, we have He's been a frequent guest on this program, as you well know. If you haven't heard us together, you can go in the archives and look for our conversations about wrestling. We've been talking wrestling for years, and we talk wrestling on the phone. So now our phone conversation and our interviews will spill over into a three-hour show. Uh, coming up this Friday, so looking forward to it. Come to find out that uh, Mauro Ranallo is scheduled to be back on NXT coming up this Wednesday. I talked about the Corey Graves uh, tweet that he put out during NXT TakeOver that's in the archives of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I talked about that, um, and my opinion has not really changed on that at all. Um, I agree with Corey Graves to an extent that Morrow could be a lot more inclusive with Beth Phoenix and with Nigel McGuinness in the booth. Um, I think that the reason why the apology took place for Corey is because he had no idea that Morrow would have to miss time because of that tweet. There's no doubt that Morrow clearly did not like uh, what his teammate had to say uh, on social media. He didn't come face to face with Morrow and Morrow shut down his Twitter and Went into a dark place for a couple of weeks, but he's scheduled to be there on Wednesday. Something I had mentioned in a previous episode, let me point this out. Um, I thought that it's typical lowbrow WWE not to explain to its um, fans that Morrow was not available during NXT TakeOver and not available during the Survivor Series. To say that Morrow was not available because he blew his voice out is so lowbrow and it's completely from Vince McMahon. It's just so stupid. So dumb. Morrow's not available. We hope to have him back next week. Or Morrow's not here. I'm Michael Cole in for Morrow. No, he blew his voice out. That's why he wasn't there. So then it had to be Beth Phoenix to open up the uh, following NXT. Is like, Morrow's not here. We hope to have you next week, Morrow. What? Why didn't Beth mention his voice? His voice still out? 
from last Wednesday's um, NXT show from Orlando. It's just so dumb, so lowbrow, and so typical WWE. Clearly something happened with Morrow that he was not there. If you're a diehard NXT fan, you want to hear from Morrow. If you're a wrestling fan, you want to hear from Morrow because at his core, at his essence, Morrow is a wrestling fan. And Corey, because of his comments, put Morrow in a dark place. And so that's why he has not been around. So hopefully we will see him this upcoming Wednesday for another edition of NXT as uh, they will continue to roll. Speaking of NXT, NXT has won for the second straight week in a row when it comes to the ratings NXT over AEW. And just a, a quick note about that. You know, it really is important for AEW to try to find its footing. Now, it's only been... Well, we're talking about nine weeks, eight, nine weeks that AEW has been on the air. And what we're seeing here is some really good action. We're also seeing some things where they're going through some growing pains as far as uh, a thin roster. But I, I want to point out again, if you haven't heard me say this before, I'll say this again. When you are a new professional wrestling company... You're not going to have a roster of 70, 80 people that you could just run in and out and have all these new matches and be able to be on top. Remember that NXT's got a quite the lead on AEW. NXT was already a brand that I loved because Triple H had his fingerprints on all of it. Now, the last few weeks or you know, leading into Survivor Series, there is no doubt that Vince McMahon has something to do with the influx of Raw and SmackDown talent on that show because Vince hates to lose. Any narrative that you hear that, well, you know, Raw and SmackDown had to be at full sale because they're trying to sell the paper. No, they're not selling pay-per-views. That's not what they were doing. What they were doing is that they were trying to hotshot the NXT show so that way it had that feeling of unpredictability man you never know you turn on NXT you might see Becky Lynch you might see Seth Rollins you might see Kevin Owens you you never know that's what Vince was trying to do this narrative that they only did it for Survivor Series is nonsense there's still going to be some kind of open door policy I think with NXT where you're going to see other talent coming in NXT and that's the thing that will keep NXT fresh it's nothing against the guys and the girls that are there on that roster. I appreciate what they have as a roster uh, and, and admit it unique from Raw and SmackDown, but it was so unique apparently for the first six, seven weeks that people were trying out AEW to see Jericho, to see Pac, to see the Rhodes, to see MJF, to see what was going on over there. And the audience, the WWE audience went over there or a number of wrestling fans went over there just to be curious to see what they would find if they were to watch AEW. So NXT took it upon themselves to bring almost all the superstars they could onto the, sh the big platform, onto NXT to make sure that the audience would stick after Survivor Series, during Survivor Series build and afterwards. So now I could see NXT now with a strong lead moving forward, strong enough over AEW because of what Vince did. 
And I'm sure for Triple H, he was thinking, if you just let me just have my roster and we build towards something, we're going to eventually beat AEW. It is a marathon and not a sprint. There's no doubt. I think Triple H's words are, are very fair when he talks about that. There's no doubt. But what you want to do if you're Vince McMahon is you want to win at everything. That's who he is. So the narrative that, well, you know, they were just doing it for sport. No, they did it because Vince got tired of Triple H losing six, seven weeks in a row. That's what the problem was. And so now I could see NXT getting their footing here and being able and, – and, and, and again, a, NXT for a, a couple of years now has been the better brand over Raw and SmackDown because of the booking. Because when there is a big event for NXT, it's a big event. You're not getting BS'd. Uh, as you have with Raw and SmackDown shows or pay-per-views uh, over the past few years. Actually, actually more than that. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing both shows. AEW, from that standpoint, Chris Jericho is able to do uh, some things here that is in a joking way, uh, adding comedy to the show. Keep in mind that you can do comedy, but you cannot do so much comedy that you lose your heat, lose your heel persona. Cool heels, we've seen a lot of that, right? We saw that a lot in the 90s, saw a lot of that in the early 2000s. Um, MJF wants to be hated, even though he still gets cheered. So it's really a a shift, you know, for some wrestling fans to understand that these heels want to be heels. They don't want you to like them. They want booze. Uh, and the more you boo them, the more fans cheer them because they love the they love the bad guy. They love what the bad guy is trying to do. So it's 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 just very interesting. Um, let's hear from Eric Bischoff. I had a long drive to Elgin, Illinois, for a live remote with uh, Prince of Mukamara, the Chicago Bears. So from the city to Elgin was about two hours. So I was able to listen to the entire podcast of Eric Bischoff, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, as he was with Conrad Thompson. They talked a lot about AEW and NXT. Listen. You know, I grossly underestimated the viewership for AEW prior to the premiere. It, well, we both did. You know, we should talk about that. Off air, you and I, at the time, you were still with WWE. And one day, you and I were just shooting the shit on the phone. And you said, what do you think? And I gave you a number. And you were like, wow, I'm surprised to hear that. But that's the exact number I had. And we both landed on the same number. And AEW beat that number in week one. And, and that was way more people than you or I thought would be there. Yeah, and, and that says a lot for AEW. It says a lot for the, the groundwork that they laid, the buzz that they created. I think whether the, it was by design or by default, the you know promoting a couple of those big shows, the rapid sellout, I think it could trace it back to the very beginning. I think the, the interest that they created, the buzz that especially the Bucks created on their YouTube channel long before any of this stuff, really created a foundation to build upon which was really smart like i said i don't know if they sat back and said okay you know two years out or a year out from the launch of aew and the you know couple, you know doing a deal with tony khan and so forth if a year prior to that their strategy was okay let's let's do this let's be really smart let's create a youtube channel and build a huge foundation and a base and then once we do that let's promote our own show 
And look, they captured they meaning AEW. I think Cody, the Bucks, and, and everybody else, whoever else was involved. I don't know that organization that well or well at all. Um, whatever they did, they did fantastically well. And I think part of it was timing. I think the market was ready um, for something different. I think that they, as I said, they had built a great foundation in social media, which kind of primed the pump. And just all of those good moves, those smart moves. Again, designer default doesn't matter. The end result is the same. And then, you know, their first big show in Chicago and selling it out as quickly as it did and all the things that they did right um, has landed them where they are now. But let's, and I'm nothing but praise for them. I got to be so careful about what I say and how I say it because people misinterpret me sometimes. And a lot of that's my fault because I, I speak in sound bites sometimes, or sometimes I'll go on and on and on like I am right now, and the message gets lost. I'm, I am amazed at what AEW has been able to accomplish. Nothing, nothing short of, you know, proud for all of them. Really am. But let's be realistic. They're still coming in under a million viewers a week, and they're coming in under a million viewers a week on a major cable outlet that typically does a bigger number than that. More importantly, and we've touched on this before, they're delivering under a million viewers a week within a genre, sports entertainment, professional wrestling, whatever you want to call it, that is typically not really an advertiser-friendly platform. Thoughts from Eric Bischoff with Conrad Thompson at 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, courtesy of Westwood One. So just some interesting thoughts there from Eric Bischoff. And um, indeed, we, when we talk about the Wednesday Night Wars and the reason why we have a second show for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday is to kind of break down and compare and contrast both shows. But when it comes to the numbers, they're so small. We're talking about two shows that cannot reach a million viewers have not reached a million viewers in quite a while, especially AEW when they were unopposed and they're both struggling to try to find a million viewers. And I understand that we are in a society now where must-see TV is sports and must-see TV as far as your favorite television show. You don't have to watch it live. You watch it on demand, as you well know. Uh, and whether it's Netflix, whether it is um, Amazon Prime, whether it's one of the original TV networks or the pay cable networks or Dish doesn't matter. Like you can watch it whenever you want to. And the same thing with wrestling. You watch it when you want to watch it, and it doesn't have to necessarily be live. Uh, and I, I both. NXT and AEW are trying to get to a million viewers on a regular basis. And so we'll see what happens with uh, with both of these. But I tell you what, it's fun. It's really interesting how both shows are going about their business. AEW so young that a year from now, if they have not improved, if they're still trying to reach for a million viewers, that's a problem. Same thing with NXT. NXT should be able, with the power of promotion from Raw, from SmackDown, from the WWE Network, and everything else in between, you would think that NXT would be over a million viewers. It's not. It's it's interesting to point out, though, that the WWE machine should be helping NXT out more so than NXT itself as a brand. But yet still, fans are going over to AEW or going to other places for their sports and sports entertainment. Let's keep our eyes on that and just see a year from now when we do this show in November of 2020, 
you know, who has been able to grow their brand and who has a better product. Hopefully both have a, a better product by 2020 in November. That, that'd be great because I'll tell you this, no matter which side of the aisle that you're on, like if you're pro AEW and, and against the WWE machine or vice versa, you have to understand that we cannot go backwards as wrestling fans. We can't go backwards to the WWE being the strong number one, more so than anything else, and that's just the only brand. Because can I tell you something? When you had only the WWE and TNA being a distant, and I mean Alaska, Hawaii distant, okay, from um, the WWE, that's not good for wrestling. Because everything gets boring and stagnant and is only done one way, and it's bad. Now, as we can watch wrestling across the country in the United States, or across the UK, in Canada, in Puerto Rico, in Mexico, to be able to see it all over Europe, that's great. Because for me, it's me firing up YouTube or going watching OTT in the UK or watching NXT UK or watching you know uh, wrestling independence across the United States and Canada uh, to to be able to watch it in Mexico. It, it's CMLL and all the other companies. It's great. I'm glad that we have choices and solid choices, not just wrestling for wrestling's sake. You're seeing men and women busting their ass across the world. For professional wrestling. So that's a lot of fun. Speaking of fun. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Because I'm about to fire up Seth Rollins. That's not fun. You know. If you've been watching some of these clips. On WWE.com. Or people with a camera in an arena on YouTube. You know that Seth Rollins is working heel. Right? Seth Rollins has always been a heel. And he tried to be this serpy baby face, and it has it never came across. You can start to see the turn. One thing for sure, the WWE knows how to give you a, a heel. They don't crank out baby faces very well, though. As we have discussed on this program many times, the WWE is having a hard time finding multiple baby faces for people to latch on to. They're turning Becky. They're going to turn back Seth. Um, you saw what was happening with Dakota Kai and all the, like, they know how to make a heel, but baby faces is still a problem trying to find baby faces in this company. So there was Seth Rollins in Nashville on raw. And man, I hate to, I hate to do this to you, but if you can give me five minutes more on this podcast, let's go back because Seth Rollins apologized to the raw locker room for his actions last week as he was going after raw talent for their losing uh, on Survivor Series or underachievement on Survivor Series weekend in Chicago. And there's Seth Rollins. And, and tell me, I think that you... Uh, I think that you've heard this before, right? <laughs> this long form promo that sounds the same like everything else. Last week, this time, I brought the entire Raw roster out to ringside so we could discuss our performance at Survivor Series. And look, I'll say it as plainly and as frankly as I did last week. I said, we all sucked. And that, that was a little bit too harsh, but I want you guys to understand that it was coming from a really good place. It was coming from my heart. Because this, this is not just my job. This is my life. 
and, and the guys and girls in that locker room, they are not just my colleagues. They are my brothers and sisters. They are my family. And families aren't just about blood, they're about struggling together, about fighting together. And as the head of this family, I feel like it is my responsibility to motivate our locker room and to get the absolute best out of every single superstar here on Raw. But I may have gone overboard. I thought about it all week. And I'd like to apologize. First and foremost, I'd like to apologize to all of you guys. Oh, man. I, I'd like to apologize to the entire locker room, and specifically, I would like to apologize to Kevin Owens. Do you guys smell that at all? I don't know if it's just me, but... It smells like something. I can't quite put my finger. I'm you know what it smells it like? Too. It smells like when the rodeo comes to Nashville. You know, because like the animals and stuff, there's a certain smell attached to that. And right now, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's hitting me hard. And I think it's because of what I just heard you say. This whole apology and, and talking about your family and how we're all a family. Let me ask you this. What the two closest members of that family of yours happen to be the AOP by any chance? Because last week they... Kev, I had nothing to do with the AOP. I don't know anything about that, man. I swear to you. I don't know why they laid... Seth, Seth, Seth. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, not really, but do you know how I know you're lying? Because your lips are moving. <laughs> and by the way, that smell I was referring to is... I promise you, I swear to you, you know that. I would not do that to you. Oh. Oh, boy, bad news has just showed up on the scene. Listen, I don't know what you mean. No, AOP no que tu tu curcuina. Preach on that. How about the two of us versus the two of you here tonight? The way I see it, one of three things can happen and all of those scenarios end with the three of you beating the crap out of me. Yeah, come on. So I'm not falling for that. If you guys are going to go to it, let's do it now. Come on. Let's just get this over. Now, Kev. Look a lot, boys. You know what, man? I tried. I tried. Y you know what? You do you, I'll do me. You're on your own, man. He did try. Come on, now. Be careful. Get too near, too near the line. nothing to do with those guys coming out here you know what Seth might be out of here but I'd actually love to get a piece of the two of you so you want to come down here preferably one at a time that'd be great but come on and let's have some fun boys one at a time Good luck. Kevin Owens caught out Aikerman Ray 
eyes are. And That's not how a gentleman fights. See? Anyway, they, they found something Proper here. Proper declarations weren't made. God, you know the one thing about Kevin Owens is is that he doesn't sound like all a lot of these other WWE wrestlers that have to do a big speech and want to be able to speak in sound bites. And I want to tell the WWE universe, oh my, you know. At least with Kevin Owens, it's a different cadence, and he's different. He stands out that way. I like that. Uh, Seth Rollins is definitely turning, and as I mentioned, the heel factory that is the WWE—they know how to do. They do that very well. Um, finally, some thoughts about Starcade. I did not watch Starcade. The reason why I didn't watch Starcade is because I know what Starcade is. It's a glorified house show that is a one-hour special on the WWE Network. I, I found out just by research, because as I mentioned, Sunday was for me and football. Uh, and I'm glad I spent all day watching the NFL because I enjoyed myself and it would have ruined my night to settle in and get a chance to watch Starcade. As I already knew what Starcade was. Starcade is not Starcade from uh, 1983. It's not Jim Crocker Promotions. It's not a hot crowd. It's just an event that the WWE just throws out there. Starcade, that's on that's part of the road. As a matter of fact, I had to look it up. It was in Duluth, Georgia. <laughs> how disrespectful. Nothing against Duluth, Georgia, but how disrespectful is that? Is that really the legacy of Dusty Rhodes? It's the legacy of Jim Crocker Promotions, for sure, because I believe that's a city that the NWA and Jim Crocker Promotions would go to, sure. But I don't even know why Vince is still running Starcade. If you can't do any better than a one-hour special on the road, ah, we'll have it in Duluth, Georgia. That's our stop on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. I saw people on Twitter on Wrestling TWT pissed off at Starcade, and I'm just like, well, what did you expect? I think that there's there's clearly not a lot of respect between the McMahons and the Rhodes family, especially now with Cody um, really being the face of AEW. And I don't know if the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament is still going to be a thing with AEW. I know it was for a little bit. Um, and I think that's even Triple H trying to do trying to do something for the Rhodes family. But there's been an issue between Dusty and Vince over the years. It's been well documented from those that were in the offices and those that worked for both Jim Crack Promotions and for Vince over the years. So it's that's nothing. That's nothing. But at the Infinite Energy Arena in Duluth, Georgia. Big city, huh? Not even Atlanta. Duluth, Georgia. And I just kind of looked at the card and come to find out that the best part of the card, only the people in Duluth saw it and not on the WWE Network. Here are the matches that you didn't see. You didn't see The Fiend against Braun Strowman in a cage match in which The Fiend won by escaping the cage. You did not see Roman Reigns defeat King Corbin or Randy Orton defeating AJ Styles or Ricochet defeating Andrade or Aleister Black defeating Andrade. Apparently, I guess Andrade wrestled twice. You did not see Seth Rollins defeat Eric Rowan. You didn't see Shinsuke Nakamura defeat The Miz. But what you did see, 
You saw Bobby Lashley apparently wrestling twice. Bobby Lashley defeating Kevin Owens by disqualification. And Bobby Lashley defeating Rusev by forfeit. The Kabuki Warriors defeating Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair and Bailey and Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross by submission. I guess there was uh, a four-way tag team match there. And the Street Profits with Ric Flair defeating the OC, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. That was Starcade, everybody. That reminds you of uh, <laughs> Flair Race back in the day. How about Flair Vader? Reminds you of, of any of those great Starcade moments? Luger Flair? <laughs> Steamboat Blanchard? No? Piper Valentine? Starcade? No? I don't even know why there is even a Starcade for the WWE. Just drop it. Drop it. Because when you think Starcade, you think of Dusty Rhodes. And as a longtime Jim Crock Promotions NWA fan from back in the day, that's insulting what they just did there. By just even having the name and still using it and then just dropping it off. I guess the best part of that show was Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton were able to do commentary because Tom Phillips is very talented and somehow, some way, Byron Saxton has been kind of lost in the sauce here. I don't know where where he's been, uh, but you know, <laughs> that was the commentary team. So that's Starcade. My advice to WWE: just let it go. Just just let it go. There's no respect for the Rhodes family. It's a great name. Uh, Starcade could be a thing. Um, I think that Starcade could be a strong, you know, October event or some kind of big special that you could have out there um, for two hours instead of one hour. But this is what the WWE did, and I, I love how people were just settling in, like, ah, it's Sunday night, another big event after uh, Survivor Series. Here we go, and you get nothing. Yeah, you got pretty much nothing there. Well, you get what you pay for: Starcade in Duluth, Georgia. Great. All right, my friends. Don't forget, I'll be teamed with Josh Lopez uh, this week as we review AEW and NXT. And don't forget on Friday. Friday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central on Sirius XM Fight Nation, I will be teamed with Dave LaGreca. Make sure that you call in. I'd love to hear from uh, the TWT tribe. That's who you are. We're all part of the TWT tribe. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I want to hear from you. If you listen to this podcast, I want you to call into the show. Flood the phone lines all over the country. If you listen to TWT, make sure you call in to Bust It Open on Friday, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Sirius XM Fight Nation uh, when the show airs live. And, of course, you can catch it on demand as well on the Sirius XM app. I will talk to you later in the week as we review AEW NXT. Tell people, Jonathan Hood's talking wrestling. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.